0: Welcome to the OneSignal podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to retain and grow your audience. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. We've got a great guest for you today, Julia Poppy, product marketing manager here at OneSignal. She's here to discuss the difference between Braze and the OneSignal product offerings. and just kind of go deep on the products in general, she's used both products. So we appreciate you joining today, Julia. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, thank you. So first, I want to start with your background. Given the conversation, I think it's important for the audience to understand the context and specifically, you know, what gives you the credibility with the Brace product.
1: Yeah, definitely. So actually, in a previous role, we were initially using mixed panel messaging, primarily for lifecycle communications, but, you know, some product transactional use cases, too. But then they announced that they were deprecating that product. And so I was tasked with finding a new provider. So I went through that search, talked to a bunch of people in the space, and ultimately the team came to a consensus and we chose Braze. I then led and managed that implementation, set up the various channels and data passing, and then actually created and managed the messaging day to- day, you know, in the platform thereafter.
0: Okay. It's great and which is why we're happy to have you as a as on the team you understand the space you've been through all of this but also you know makes you qualified for this conversation so so we can put aside the obvious bias because you're a one signal employee and this is the one signal podcast I so just want to state that but when you think about just a high level what are some of the major differences between the products kind of both good and bad we can start with kind of the the core components.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think there's first like an overlap that should be stated, you know, they both support kind of the essential elements, you know, push in app, email, SMS, dynamic segmentation, message personalization, automated journeys, things like that. So kind of in terms of table stakes, messaging, both cover them. When I think about differentiating the two, I think raise you have a lot of control over what you're doing, but control also means complexity. So for every single decision or step, there are lots of kind of granular choices that you need to make. So Basically, what that means in terms of a downside is lots of time spent in the dashboard. You know, I became the de facto Braze expert because I was really the only one that could use it in my previous role versus OneSignal. I kind of see it as designed to be used by basically anyone and everyone that needs to be in there. It's intuitive. It's easy to use. And you can try it out for yourself. So I would say kind of the biggest differences are in just kind of the day-to-day experience for those using the tool ultimately.
0: Okay. And then let's dig in a little bit. So where where would you say Braze shines above one signal? You kind of touched on that a little bit, but I'm just curious to just go a little bit deeper on that. So we what would that look like? What what type of customer would that
1: be? Yeah, definitely. So I think they do have a really compelling list of features that demo really well, that sell really well and that promise to enable really sophisticated use cases for marketers specifically. So I think when I think about like in terms of features, the things that stand out to me are content cards and their connected content API. And their connected content API encourages kind of more sophisticated personalization, I would say. Um, And I imagine this is particularly compelling to e-commerce, marketplace products, folks that use a lot of product catalogs regularly in their messaging. Um, And then content cards actually promise to enable folks to embed their messaging directly into their product's UI in really exciting ways. And kind of going back to that first point, I do think they sell these really well. In fact, content cards specifically are the reason we went with Braze because we were really, really excited about them. Unfortunately, what we didn't realize was kind of that they would require extra work, you know, it took us a while to even get set up with the basics. So once we had the, you know, MVP stood up, you know, the product team said, no, we can't devote any more resources to setting up content cards. So unfortunately, I can't speak to having, you know, use that feature. But I do think that if you have the resources and the time to set them up, content cards and connected content really stand out. Yep. And
0: then you touched on that, or you sort of alluded to it, but how would you think about time to implementation? Is that maybe that's an area that shines on the one signal side, but as it relates to specifically some of this, you, you touched on it. How difficult is that relative to your expectations before you bought the product?
1: Yeah, it definitely took much more planning and time than I expected. Um, even just for Push, you know, like Push was the first channel, primarily for Android and iOS. I guess we also did web as well. But to even get the iOS to send basic push test notifications. Our iOS engineer had to meet with our success manager multiple times with an engineer on their side multiple times. So instead of like a matter of days, it turned into a matter of weeks just to be able to send a test push notification. In contrast, I've actually used both of OneSignal's SDKs and APIs to send notifications myself. I am not technical. I'm not a developer. So I think that kind of speaks to, I think, where maybe OneSignal shines is time to value. It's really, really fast to set up. So I definitely would say that something I was not expecting with Braze was that kind of longer, more formal onboarding process.
0: Yep. Okay. And you started to go into, you know, the areas where one signal would shine above Brays. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So again, you know, ease of use, time to value. I think those are the things that really where one signal shines. And specifically for multiple teams. So we already kind of touched on the developers, you know, they can use our API, our SDK, exceedingly easy to use and implement. They can actually test the platform for free. They can create their own account, test it out on their own without ever having to speak with someone if that's what they want. And then for product teams, they're actually able to kind of reduce some of their sprint bloat because their engineers can stay focused on product development and not debugging messaging and this comes from things like you know our robust API throughput, unlimited API calls, and ongoing pre-built tools for things like live activities that end up saving developer time. And of course, these things have ripple effects. So then for folks like me, marketers, you're actually able to dive in, start using the platform a little bit more quickly because everyone else can set it up, you know, really fast. Yep. Um, and then once you're in the platform, you can do things in really a matter of minutes, you know, things like our intuitive. Campaign Builder, you can build a campaign really fast, same with our Journeys Builder. Personal favorite is no-code tools that enable folks like me to actually manage customer data directly from the dashboard. But really kind of overall, I'd say ease of use, time to value. I think those are really where one signal shines.
0: Yeah. Next, we'll get into pricing. But one thing I wanted to add, I know that there's conversation around in the Braze implementation, there's this notion of a user and then each user, you kind of append the channels and and it's like a a lightweight CRM. OneSignal now is moving towards that same model. So in, in this quarter, we'll be releasing on a beta level, similar user model. In your experience in the past and now today, is that a material difference or not really from a marketing standpoint?
1: I think it's a material difference in terms of understanding how the platform works. I think user model or, you know, a user model helps you kind of understand how your data is ingested, stored. Frankly, inside the product, I didn't visit user profiles when I was using Braze. That wasn't something that I did. I lived more in the canvas and campaign builders. But I do think it is really exciting that OneSignal is adding that because I do think it's kind of a conceptual difference that can help people understand and onboard to our data tools a little bit faster.
0: Yeah. Let's talk pricing. You know, we discussed this in a a comparison blog post. And one signal pricing is 100% transparent. You can see that on the website. You can see the the different costs. There are one time or incremental costs beyond what you see there. Can you walk through the kind of differences that you see in in the two different pricing models?
1: Yeah. So I think for Braze, the key elements include your number of users that log at least one session in the past 30 days. So now or monthly active users. Then you also buy, or can buy, rather, email and SMS channel allotments, so based on your send volume for those channels. Then another element is data points. So this is a concept that I think is really important to understand. It's basically whenever a custom attribute is updated in their system or... You know one of your end users performs a certain event, basically they charge you or bill you for that volume. And then your onboarding package. So that kind of customer success person that I was mentioning earlier comes as part of that onboarding package. For one signal, as you mentioned, you can go to our website, you can see your pricing. But at a high level, I'd say one OneSignal focuses a little bit more on channel usage across the board. So things like push subscribers, email sends, in-app impressions, you can choose to add an onboarding package as well. And then our data tag allotment, I would also say it's pretty distinct. So that's something that's really flexible because we don't charge based on data tag updates. So when someone changes their from free to paid or performs a certain event, we're not going to charge you for that volume of data value changes, which I think is pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think the other call out too would be API calls. There's an yes. allotment you get, but then you pay once you hit certain thresholds. So if you're going to use the API quite a bit, that's an incremental overage cost at one signal. It's part of the core product. Question, we've seen Brays go much lower in some of their pricing. Um, And we talked about it a little bit, so just want to hit this point specifically. Is there hidden pricing or variable costs that allows them to do this? And is that a challenge for customers?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the biggest one is data points, that concept I was mentioning earlier, where basically they charge you when a user profile has a custom attribute added or updated, or when that user performs certain events. So at first glance, that might sound fine, But the thing to keep in mind is this adds up really, really, really fast. So if you're considering Braze, if you're currently using Braze, I highly recommend you visit their documentation. I'm a little bit passionate about it. It's important to make sure you kind of understand that. And the reason I'm passionate about it is it's something I struggled with in my own experience. You know, in my last role when I was using Braze, within a few months of getting set up, you know, we finally had our push set up. We actually had an AE reach out to us to tell us that we were on track to far surpass our data point allotment, even after we had gone through a pretty thoughtful kind of planning process during onboarding with our success manager. So, you know, it was unfortunate to kind of have to micromanage what we could and couldn't track And ultimately, it became clear that we wouldn't really be able to predict what our data point volume would be going forward. So we kind of backtracked and became super, super conservative about the events and attributes that we did track, which was unfortunate and kind of unexpected. So I do think that is something to keep in mind if you're considering or using Braze is really being thoughtful about data points.
0: Yep. Okay. Appreciate that. Let's talk to usability. So somebody who's building messaging, setting up journeys, how do Braze and OneSignal compare?
1: Yeah, you know, what I keep coming back to whenever people ask me about the difference between these two tools is basically they're taking somewhat different approaches to customer engagement and therefore each platform prioritizes slightly different things when it comes to using the dashboard. And I believe that each one has their own merits. So for Braze... I see them as offering more choices, but then every choice requires more granular steps and decisions. So for a campaign specifically, you go through several pages of setup before you can launch that campaign. For a canvas, that's their kind of automated workflow tool. You go through those same setup pages before you even get to that workspace. And then once you're in that workspace, you can add any number of steps, filters, channels, whatever you want but then each of those steps require multiple clicks, multiple pages, multiple decisions. So based on my experience, it requires a lot of time to create table stakes messaging. But on the other hand, if you have extra time, if you have extra resources, you can get to a high level of customization for a lot of marketing use cases. To kind of compare, I see OneSignal is offering just what you need and requiring fewer granular decisions and the result is that you have a more streamlined, efficient workflow that can deliver results in less time. So I kind of see it as once it all kind of chunks the decisions for you. So you can target, create, and launch a campaign truly in a matter of minutes. And you can jump straight into the Journey's workspace. It doesn't require pages of setup and quickly just add what you need and launch it. So I would say they're pretty distinct kind of user experiences that prioritize slightly different things.
0: That's wonderful. Appreciate it. So thoughts like we've gone through the pricing, usability, kind of what are the core feature differences? Any last parting thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, I think I've said this before, but at the end of the day, I think both these platforms can help you deliver good customer engagement, like across the board, pretty much. Um, And I just see these as different tools, you know, different platforms with different approaches who therefore prioritize different things. So You know, time and time again, the choice will really come down to your specific goals, your specific needs, and frankly, your preferences for doing business. So on one hand, I kind of see Braze as slightly more of a traditional software company. You have to speak with sales before you can see the product. Um, But what this means is that they have built a product that demos really well. They have a list of features that speak to various edge cases or sophisticated needs. Because at the end of the day, to win your business, they need to wow you in the demo and be able to cover any potential edge case. But of course, you know that comes with a trade-off in that in order to onboard you to such a complex platform, you then have to work with a success manager over a very formal extended onboarding process. So, you know, that that trade-off really is time to value is much slower, learning curve is much steeper, they charge for kind of customized uses of their platforms with things like data points, API calls, et cetera. But, you know, that kind of works for them because they've historically targeted an enterprise customer that needs to be wowed in a demo, is used to that kind of slower pace of business, and has that disposable time and resources to spend on those kinds of things. And I see one signal is pretty distinct in that it's a product-led growth company that you can try out for yourself for free without ever having a meeting or talking to us, if that's what you want. And what that means is basically our product is only built up of things that our customers need and actually use, because in a way that is the vast majority of our demos, someone trying out, you know, signing up and trying out the product for free. So at the end of the day, for us to win your business, we need to offer a product that pretty much anyone can use to drive results on their own with limited resources as fast as possible. So that's why our implementation is really fast, why we have a really robust API, really flexible data tag system. But again, you know, for the sake of fairness, that also comes with its own trade-off. So we don't have as long the feature list as Braze does. We don't have certain kind of bells and whistles. We don't have really unique features like content cards that can speak to certain edge cases. But kind of at the end of the day, why I ultimately work at and really believe in one signal is because our approach is such that we really only win if our customers win first. And I think that's an exciting mission to get behind.
0: Well said. Yeah. And I think one thing I would add to scale. Braze is a publicly traded company, a multi-billion dollar market cap to do a couple hundred million in revenue. They're delivering billions of messages a day. And to give perspective, we are a product-led business. We're not publicly traded in terms of revenue. We're much smaller, but in scale, we're we're pretty large. We have hundreds of thousands of, of active apps using us. We're delivering between 11, north of 11 billion messages a day. So from a scale standpoint, we're actually similar in size, but because we have a freemium model and we work with a lot of smaller, mid and some large businesses, but we don't exclusively work with large businesses. We're not the same same level on the revenue side. Well, Julia, I really appreciate you joining the podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. It's been a pleasure working with you and having you on the team. So thank you. And I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
0: If you enjoyed listening to the show, please subscribe to the OneSignal podcast at your preferred podcast directory. You can find us at all the kind of main spots, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, among many others. And if you enjoy listening and enjoy the the show, please give us a positive review. We greatly appreciate it. And lastly, if you're looking for a great customer engagement software used by more than 1 million companies across the globe, as I mentioned, delivering over 11 billion messages a day, please start by trying OneSignal for free today. In the meantime, have a great day. Thank you.